Hey, it's Alo Baker from Triple M here, and this is my catch-up right here on the Listener app. Some of the best bits of my show this week, including the latest, which is all about what's going viral online, talking NRL Grand Final with Maroon, talking movies in lockdown with movie analyst Shane Bassett, and much, much more. But let's kick this off with my chat earlier on in the week with local MP Dougald Saunders. Local MP Dougald Saunders joining me on the show as he does every single Monday. Some really good news in the NRL front. Uh, Dougald, we're going to have a Dubbo rematch. <laughs> How good is it? Uh, May 23, it was uh, it was hyped up as such a massive game. Penrith went on to smash South Sydney that day yeah. in Dubbo. Uh, but I think this game will be fairly close. South's qualified after beating Manly on Friday night, and then Penrith 10-6 over Melbourne. Just an incredible game. Nice. So we get the rematch. South and Penrith playing in the grand final in Brisbane. It'll be remarkable. I think it'll be very tight. Real interest locally, though, mate. Obviously, with uh, Penrith, got players like Isaiah Yo, the co-captain, yeah. uh, who's just a, a loved member of the Dubbo community. Matt Burton, and also uh, Charlie Staines from Forbes, and Brett Naden from uh, from Wellington. So, look, it's all happening. And I think um, I think this one's going to go down to the wire, to be perfectly honest. Let's not forget that both teams have actually beaten each other throughout this season as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah correct. And boy, oh boy, I, I. I got it fully wrong. I thought we were going to have a Manly and Storm uh, grand final, but this is even so better. This... So did I. Look, I've, I've got to admit that uh, that's what I was thinking as well. But, look, I think Penrith was probably the, the biggest or shock, if you like, out of out of those games, given yeah. Melbourne has been so clinical in how it's gone through this season again. Just, just unbelievable. But Penrith, uh, the way they played, that they defensively were impeccable and that's what it comes down to and I think this game the grand final game will be a lot about defense as well I don't think we'll see 30 or 40 points scored that's very unlikely yeah. but it will be very very tough and I liked one of the the headlines over the weekend in the SMH was how a skinny kid from Dubbo became a rock yeah. for the research in <laughs> yeah. Panthers that was yes. Isaiah I mean, he's, just, he's a top bloke and he's a tough cookie as well. They were talking about it a fair bit in the game. Dubbo got a few mentions. Uh, oh, look, any grand final that uh, boots the storm out is a good one for me as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I think a lot of people feel that. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dougal, let's talk about uh, COVID cases in the region because obviously there's still a lot of questions being asked. Uh, Dubbo has um, been having sort of some patchy cases. We've had a couple of days now where we haven't had cases, but unfortunately, well, I was still getting cases. Yeah, look, uh, Wellington yesterday uh, unfortunately had a had a bit of a spike again 11 cases there was mm. eight there the other day a couple on saturday as well so there is a, a look a little a little bit of concern around wellington uh, on that there is testing happening again at kennard park today there was over 400 tests done over the weekend which was great you can do surveillance testing which means you go there you get a test you don't have to isolate unless you've got symptoms so we really want as many people around the wellington area to head to Kennard Park as, as possible. If you do have any symptoms, you really do need to isolate and wait for that result. Uh, but if you don't, you can keep, you know, working and whatever you need to do. But look, Wellington is, you know, it's, it's one of those scenarios where we know there have been people actively doing the wrong thing, unfortunately, and we need the community to, to look after. You know, each and every one of your family is important. So keep following the stay-at-home orders, keep doing the right thing, and we'll get through this. And look, there's been a little bit of talk again around, you know, when do we get out of lockdown? Um, there's, there's no firm date set in mind. It's the Monday after we hit 70% double-dosed across the state that's still being talked about as a, a bit of an easing of restrictions. That looks like being probably the 11th. It may be, maybe not. I mean, who knows? It, 
things are things are on track for that to be the date. Um, but regional travel is still being looked at, given there are some areas of the state that aren't really up there as far as their VAX rates go. So regional travel, which was one of the things that part of the roadmap that looked like it would definitely happen, it may still be, you know, teetering a little bit. Um, you know, we, we need visitors back to the regions, but we also need to protect some of the more vulnerable parts of our state. So that's still being considered. And this week, there'll be, there'll be a bit more detail around what that 80% and above pathway looks like as well, mate. So that's good news. So definitely still in lockdown for the grand final this weekend. Yes, definitely still. Uh, but look, you know, it's a great way. You, you can watch on your TV at home. You can you can FaceTime. I was doing this the other night, actually. Yeah, you can FaceTime <laughs> friends and be yelling and screaming whilst watching a game on the telly with other people on the video on your phone or whatever. So, like, it's still quite good fun doing it that way. Yeah. Um, a bit weird, I know, but, um, you know, that's that's the way it is, unfortunately. It's just the way the world is right now. Dougal Saunders, thank you so much for your time this morning and looking forward to uh, getting updates later on in the week as far as uh, when we might see some more freedom. Excellent. Thanks, mate. Talk to you soon. The latest. Yeah, it's time to talk about what's going viral online in the latest. And one woman, she's going viral after outing her husband very, very publicly. Uh, and a lot of women would agree on her reasoning for this. So they've been married a couple of years and she's decided she wants to review the wedding photos. There. Well, they're honeymoon photos. And they went to Miami, USA. Uh, so Florida, lots of beach photos. And uh, her husband was so willing to take photos while they were on their honeymoon at the beach and she didn't really think much of it. She's like, yeah, sure, we'll get some nice photos while we're here. And so she's reviewing the footage and as she's looking at the footage, she's like, are you an idiot when it comes to taking photos? She's like, I appreciate that you're really keen to take photos, but every photo you've taken of me has got someone in the background. And she said, what's worse is they're in focus and I'm not in a lot of these. And she's like, do you just like not know how to use a camera? And he kind of is like, oh, I don't know. And then she looks at the photos closer and she realizes there's a common trend in all of these photos. Everyone in the background of these photos are, well, let's just say, very petite, well-endowed, very scantily clad women in their swimmers. And she's like, you creeper, are you taking photos of women behind me, pretending you're taking photos of of me? And obviously, he's denying it. He's like, no, no, I would would never do that. She's like, you are. Every single photo has someone in it. She's like, this photo, you could have got a nice photo of me on my own by taking one step to the left or the right. But no, you had to take it from this particular angle so the woman in the background behind me is emphasised. Anyway, he's denying it. So she's like, all right, well, how can I you know, prove that you're being a creeper in these photos? So she opens up some of the videos. And the first video she opens, this is amazing, uh, it's of her under a boardwalk. And uh, she wants to get a nice photo for Instagram. And she's like, you know, does my hair look okay? And he's like, yeah, baby, you look beautiful. And, and so and she's like, I'm just going to fix my hair. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm happy with it. And as she lends, leans out of frame to fix her hair, you can hear the husband say, clear as day, Man, do I love Florida. And then zoom in on the woman conveniently behind them uh, fixing her bikini top, might I add. Then zoom back out to his wife. She's completely oblivious. Anyway, let's just say, um, yeah, she's she's getting a little... She's getting it full-time. Oh, he's getting it full-time from all the women of the internet. They are banded together saying, girl, you got to break up with it straight away. Uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to dispute that one, mate. Yeah. <laughs> You're screwed with that one. Triplab.com.au if you want to see uh, the photos and videos. It is pretty funny. Currently joined by Federal Member for Parks, Mark Colton, on the phone. He's parked beside the road up somewhere between Narrabri and Boree. Uh, Mark, they're saying we're going to get some rain today. We They said it yesterday and the day before, but we didn't get any. Do you reckon we're going to get some? They're saying up to 40 mil. Yeah, no, I think it's coming. So, uh, uh, not uh, you know, as long as it doesn't uh, hail and things like that, it yeah. should be welcome.
Yeah, of course. Let's talk this brand new cancer centre. Yeah, so uh, it's uh, it opened up last week. Uh, uh, not for not for the full array of services, uh, but uh, for some of them. And uh, mm. over the next uh, weeks and months, uh, everything will come online. But uh, this is the culmination of a, a very big effort uh, across the region. Uh, started back in 2016, hello, and uh, I had a meeting with uh, some of the uh, the oncologists uh, that work out of Dubbo Hospital. Uh, doctors uh, McClintock and Honeyball, along with representatives from the Rotary Club, uh, West Dubbo Rotary Club, mm. and a few other people. And uh, so it's gone from there. A petition went round uh, Dubbo and Western New South Wales, over 45,000 names on it that I presented to Parliament. And so uh, in conjunction with the redevelopment uh, of the uh, of the base hospital up uh, Dubbo, uh, the cancer centre was, was sort of added on to the back of it as part of that facility. So a great service. Um, you know, one of the uh, reasons why the life expectancy is less in, in the West is that um, the difficulty in attracting services and diagnosis in a timely way. So this will allow not only people in Dubbo, but people of the West uh, to get the uh, treatment they need, and along with the Macquarie Homestay that is doing a great job in providing uh, you know, accommodation, affordable accommodation for people uh, that come from out of town. Uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, you know, this is going to uh, be a big boost uh, for, for making uh, people's lives better, and I think it's not an exaggeration to say it'll probably save lives as well. Yeah, we'll hope so. Any any life saved is worth it in itself, so uh, so good news there. Let's also talk about inland rail, because I hear there's a bit of movement and properties being bought and sold, and what's going on? Yeah, so uh, last uh, week the contract, uh, there was a couple of contracts announced, but the one probably uh, of interest to your listeners would be uh, the uh, civil works contract between Narrowmine and Narrabri. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that contract, uh, uh, it uh, went to Asiano, a, 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 a large construction company. Uh, and that job is to uh, to do the earthworks, bridges, culverts, uh, that type of work. But it won't be to lay the, the actual railway line. Because it's a, a greenfield site, there's no actual line there at the moment. It does require different skills and technology as to what would be required, say, in the section that's been constructed now north of Narrabri. So yeah. uh, this will um, um, probably see, I think, towards um, the middle of next year, we'll start to see actually dirt being dug up uh, in that section. And then, as you said during your introduction, we're starting to see now properties purchased, uh, negotiations around access uh, and uh, and the like through that area. So, um, yeah, on top of you know what's happening up in the... Uh, the northern part of the state with construction full steam ahead uh, around Moree. Uh, it's going to uh, come together uh, quite well, I think, in the next couple of years. Yeah, hopefully it means uh, more jobs to people uh, right up the, the between here and the Queensland border, Mark. Yeah, well, long, long-term LO, but in the short term, a huge boost. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Moree, they actually constructed a, uh, a camp of, uh, of 300 beds, uh, full facilities, you know, with you know, kitchen facilities and the like. Wow. Not, you know, you've got to be a bit careful when a sort of a big boost comes to town like that that you don't squeeze the rental market uh, so that local people can't yes, afford yeah. to uh, stay in their hometown. And so putting in that, if you like, surge capacity uh, has made a difference. But if you're you know, up in the northern part of my electorate, there's, uh, there's, you know, there's more uh, high-vis and uh, hard hats than the Cubras at the moment. And so <laughs> uh, uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a change, but it's... Uh, it's providing a lot of opportunities for local people in jobs, uh, uh, businesses. Uh, but it's also bringing people from outside, obviously, 
Northwood and railway lines requires a, a special level of expertise, and those folks are in as well. Well, we'll look to the, fo- the future and, and see how it all unpacks. Federal Member for Parks, thank you so much, Mark Colton, for your time this morning. Always great, Alan. Thanks. Talk to you in a couple of weeks. Popcorn. Chop tops. And the latest releases. Let's go to the movies with Shane A. Bassett. And as we do every Thursday, we talk all things movies. And at the moment, with people in lockdown, it's movies and streaming. Still cinemas closed. Shane A. Bassett. Hello, hello. Yes, still streaming, but uh, won't be long, hopefully, now. The uh, cinemas will reopen and the projectors will be all fired up yet again. Now, I uh, opened up uh, Disney Plus last night because you'll be real proud of me. I've been watching reruns of My Name is Earl. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know if I'm proud of you because of My Name is Earl. I don't really remember it myself. Uh, I'm not much of a sitcom type of guy. It's a great show. It's a great. It's a great nothing show. If you wanted to be a bit brain dead and just watch something, that's for sure. Uh, but anyway, I noticed while I was in Disney Plus, uh, brand new banner for that uh, Ryan Reynolds movie, Free Guy, is up. It's uh, available to stream now. Yeah, huge bonus for Disney Plus subscribers because it was only at the cinemas recently. I know Dubbo hasn't been open the Dubbo reading, but now's your chance if you have Disney Plus to watch um, one of the funniest most action-packed movies of the year. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Ryan Reynolds also produced it, and it's uh, about a about a character in the background of a video game that comes actually into action up the front of a video game. He's an NPC, a non-playable character. Uh, and it's just funny. Taika Waititi is in it too. Uh, Jodie Comer is in it. Uh, a lot of pop culture references and things happening in the background when you're watching it. You've got to keep your eye on the screen. So it's uh, it's a character in a video game that seems to have his own conscious or grow a conscious. Is that correct? Pretty much. Now, I'm not a gamer, but an NPC, a non-playable character, are those characters that just do their thing around in the background of a game. Um, Ryan Reynolds plays Blue Shirt Guy. That's all he's known as, the Blue Shirt Guy. He does the same thing all the time in the game, except for this one time he starts getting a conscious conscience and he starts thinking people are actually uh, talking to him and he's reacting with some of the main characters. So you don't have to be a gamer to like it because I really enjoyed it and I'm no gamer. How? Uh, what sort of audience is this open to? The entire family? Yeah, I would say so. It's PG um, and it's fairly harmless, but I wouldn't let little kids watch it because there's a bit of fighting, there's a bit of um, stuff, video game violence in it. But o- overall, yeah, you could watch it with the family. It's very funny. How many buckets of popcorn are you giving brand new Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds on Disney Plus? I really didn't think I'd like it as much as I did, and there's some real cool cameos in it, so stay alert. You're going to be seeing some celebrities pop up. Uh, I'm going to give it four out of five buckets. Hey, that's a pretty good rating from uh, Shane A. Bassett. Now, let's go uh, from big Hollywood blockbusters to uh, maybe a little lesser-known Australian blockbuster uh, produced by uh, well, someone very famous. Yeah, this movie, Streamline, now on Stan, uh, is produced by Ian Thorpe. Uh, the great Ian Thorpe must have seen the screenplay or heard about this production because what producers do is throw money behind mm. a production to get it made. And Streamline is about a 15-year-old swimming prodigy. He is just on the verge of making the next Olympics. He's really, really good swimmer. And all of a sudden, things get derailed because his dad, his father, who's very dodgy, returns home from jail. 
and uh, yeah, disrupt, disrupts his preparation. So there's high stakes drama happening. Australian movie, lots of great actors in it that you'll recognise. And as I said, um, yeah, produced by Ian Thorpe. How many buckets of popcorn are you giving Streamline now available to stream on Stan? Yeah, three. I'll give it a three buckets of popcorn. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty full on, very uh, very emotional at times, but great movie. I was at an event once and Ian Thorpe was dancing on the dance floor beside me. That's my claim to fame. <laughs> Were you having a dance off with Ian Thorpe? <laughs> no, there was no way I was having a dance. No, no way. <laughs> you might win at a dance off, probably not a swim off though. No, definitely not a swim off. Uh, movie, movie analyst Shane Bassett, thank you so much for your time this week and plenty of movies on streaming. We'll endeavour to catch up with uh, all of them as uh, we return next Thursday. Yeah, fingers crossed cinemas will reopen soon. Thanks, Alo. Bye for now. Alo and Maroon, NRL footy tips. Thanks to Autobahn Dubbo. Thursday morning at Maroon, the entire NRL season. It has come down to this. The Sharkies taking on who else? Uh-huh. Who could I say? <laughs> who do I want my boys to play in a guaranteed win? Uh, with the Bunnies taking on the Panthers. Well, mate, what a great game. It is so many great stories to come out of it. But obviously, uh, the beautiful people of Dubbo have got that great connection to yeah. a couple of the players in the Penrith team. So a lot of people would be... I guess, barracking for the Panthers. But by the same token, everywhere you go in New South Wales and Queensland, you always find a big clump of Rabbitohs fans as well. Oh, we've got our fair share of Bunnies fans here in Dubbo. And I don't know if you remember, but earlier on in the season, we had the Bunnies home game here in Dubbo uh, because we've got such a big following of Bunnies fans. I reckon it's right down the middle here in town. Well, mate, how could you forget? Because it was Penrith playing South. Yeah, it's the rematch. Absolutely. No, it's um, it's going to be a, a wonderful game, mate. There's a lot of great storylines to come out of it. The first one being, obviously, for South, last Rabbitohs game for Adam Reynolds, last Rabbitohs game for Wayne Bennett, Jaden Sewer, Dane Gagai. But for Penrith, of course, uh, well, Matty Burton, the local boy, he won't be there next year. Uh, Tavita Pengai Jr.'s short stay there is over. And look, mate, I think, um, having said all that, if I'm a Rabbitohs supporter, I'm concerned that Adam Reynolds has a groin injury, which seen him not kick uh, so many goals last week. Mm. You know, when Adam Reynolds is a, like a uh, a ninety percent goal kicker, you know, so you you lose that in a big game. He's experienced, he's cool under pressure. He's not kicking goals. That's going to put a lot of pressure on someone else. And you know, in that situation, every time you miss a goal, well, that's two points. Uh, yeah. So you take that on board. But also for Penrith, they go into this game. They've had, um, you know, three really hard games in a row, South, Parramatta and Melbourne. So win, lose or draw those games, they've been good, strong, tough, yes. uh, old school, hard games. So how does that factor into this one? I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's. I mean, you called it early in the season. You, I mean, you're just saying that because you're a Bunny supporter. You know, Bunny's going to make the premiership game. But uh, you really did call it. Uh, here, here we are at the end of the season and your Bunnies are here. Well, I think, you know, I, I know I, I am a little bit one-eyed, but any team that's got Adam Reynolds, Damien Cook and uh, Cody Walker and uh, the Burgess boy, well, you know, you're going to um, you're gonna kick goals. You're going to go close. Uh, so here we are, mate. In the fair income department, Allo, I think it's anyone's game. Either team can win this game. Who starts well will win the game. Obviously, they've both been very good defensively. South slackened off a bit last week. But you attack with the ball and you attack with your defence. And, um, look, I'm going to go for the Bunnies, only because I'm a Bunnies tragic. But it's going to be an absolute cracking good game. Big games from Nathan Cleary. 
Uh, big games, obviously, from uh, uh, Billy Kickow, uh, Luai, and, and it's just going to be a great, great game between two well-supported New South Wales clubs. Uh, Maroon, and in some ways, you can look at this game almost uh, not as a decider of the entire NRL, but almost like a decider in uh, in the state of origin because these two teams have both won against each other throughout this season. Yeah, that's a, an interesting point you make there too, mate. You know, and it, it, Penrith towed South up in Dubbo, and then no one gave South a chance in that final game, but South beat Penrith. But mm. It was a close game, that second one. Anyone could have won. Either side could have won that game. So, you know, whatever side you support, obviously I'm south, but you go into this game thinking, well, look, we've got a lot of confidence here. We could probably, you know, only a few little things to go our way and we could win this game. And obviously South only won one a few years back and Penrith are well and truly due uh, to win a game. I guess in a lot of ways, Allo, though, for South, it's a, a little bit like a premiership window because, as we said earlier, Adam Reynolds won't be there next year, nor will Wayne Bennett. So it's kind of like, um, you know, and South are losing Jaden Sewer. He's a great player, Dane Gagai. So it's yeah. a bit of a premiership window for South. Maybe it's a bit now or never. We're catching you on the air on Sunday night. Sunday night, I will be at my place in the virtual corporate box eating king prawns with Miss Portugal. And if we win the grand final, let me tell you, Allo, social distancing will go out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Maroon for the Triple M called team. Uh, of course, you can catch the NRL Grand Final live right here on Triple M this Sunday night. We'll catch up with you on Monday, Maroon. Unpack the game. Although you might be a bit sad if, if you don't win. Yeah, no, that'll be all good, mate. I'll be, I'll be in high spirits when South win.